0: Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools.
1: Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk, SIBO in the house, D-bow in the house, episode number 20. Feels like a big deal. I don't I don't know why. But maybe it's just because we've gotten to 20 episodes. Um, but we're
0: here. So let's start. What are you drinking on D? I got Sloop Brewery, it's out of New York. I'm drinking a DDH juice bomb. It's a Northeastern special edition IPA. I can't even say that it was so long, but awesome, (laughs) great beer.
1: Yeah, and I am uh, coming at you with Abandoned Building Brewery, must be nice. Double dry hop, double IPA, in the Abandoned Building Brewery glass. Now, did you get that Saturday night? No, it's the one that I stole from them when I went to the brewery.
0: Nice. And this beer. I forgot that that's a thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's where most of my glasses come from. You know? All right, let's dive in. Breaking news.
0: Breaking news. Debo. Debo, hit us with the breaking news, man. Times two. Well, first one, the MLBPA, Players Association, they decided to vote down 33 to 5 the owners option to return back to, um, to play. And the reason they did it is they wanted to force them to do the March agreement that they already had. So that way, if they don't do it, they they could grieve on it and then it could turn into a big process. And then right before we got on here, MLB owners said, fine, we're going to stick to our ML, our our March agreement and we're going to do it. So, um, it looks like it's going to be up to Manfred to pick between 50 and 60 games, and he's pretty much just going to create the season. Yep. The one the one thing that MLB said is they, they want the um, players to do two things. The first saying that they can tr- um, report to training within seven days by July 1st. And the second is whether the union will agree on the operating manual, which contains the health and safety protocols necessary, blah, 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 blah. So, basically, they have to agree to coming on July 1st and following the health protocols. Thoughts?
1: Two things I'm sure the players are happy to do. Now, that sounds really good, but as everybody knows, the big issue has been about that agreement that they, they signed in March and, and what the, the money that will be paid out will look like. And I just want to pause here for a second, D. I want to talk a little bit about – what these European soccer leagues did and you know right. I'm a soccer guy yeah you know that all the leagues are back they're playing oh. England is back Spain is back Germany is back and so I did a little research this weekend because I said well these guys all took time off what did what did they, what did these teams do you know what these European leagues did they the teams themselves spoke with their players and they all agreed on some type of uh, either deferment of money to a later time or a percentage decrease in pay. They all did that right away now. So that means the money's going to get paid out later or they're taking a little bit of a hit. Everybody's doing it. Why is it so difficult for us to figure this out? Now, I do understand that in those leagues, it's based on team by team and here in the United States, We can't seem to figure that out, and we do this all together. And you got all these greedy, rich owners coming together and saying they don't want to lose any money, and they got to vote on it, and blah, blah, blah. But all these European soccer leagues are back playing. And, yes, there's no fans, but they're playing. They're on TV. They're getting all the airtime right now. And we can't even come to an agreement to play baseball.
0: And and none of our leagues are back either, right? None of our leagues are back. Two questions about all of that that you said, <laughs> I, I just don't know some of these things, um, and this is based off full stands, like fans everywhere. Is there salary cap in these European soccer leagues? No. Or are they just so it's it's kind of like baseball. But no, they but don't there's, fair, there's
1: fair, there's fair, there's fair prices. Like there's there's competition built in where like you can't just go spending all of your money. You do have to kind of play within some guidelines, but there isn't necessarily a salary cap. But there okay. also isn't one in, in baseball either. There's a luxury tax threshold. Well, that,
0: yeah, that's – that's yeah. My you know? next question is when all the fans are there and it's a normal thing, do even the worst teams sell out because soccer is so yeah. over there? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a little bit of a difference, right? Some of these teams, like the Kansas City Royals, aren't getting as much money coming in. And I know that their salaries that they're paying out are a little bit lower than – well, a lot lower than a a Yankees or the Red Sox and the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they might not be able to afford it. So I think that's why you're seeing the owners. And let's be honest, Americans are greedy-ass motherfuckers and they (laughs) want to line their their pockets. But here's my thing. What if the Kansas City Royals
1: then said to their, their players, listen, here's our financial situation. Here's what we're thinking we're going di- to we're going to defer your salaries 15% of your salaries until 2022 or 2023 when we can get back on our feet and do that but like again and maybe those conversations have happened but i think it's a lot easier to do it on a team by team basis than to do it as a league as a league that's, right and that's and that's what the problem i i assume is but again and i will say that most Most people are greedy, not just Americans. We just do it really well. (laughs) My point is, those leagues all did this really quickly so that the minute that they were cleared to play, they could play. Now, mind you, we're not even cleared to play, right? Like, yes, we want to play, but. We got big numbers still testing positive. We got players testing positive. Folks within organizations testing positive. You got All over sports. You got you got college football teams. Damn near everybody testing positive. NBA. And like, it doesn't matter. Positive test doesn't necessarily mean the end of the world. I'm well aware of that. What we have here is sports in America are being held up because we are, in my opinion, buffoons. There is money to be made. Not as much as as a normal year. And like you said, the Kansas City Royals, uh, maybe their ownership can't can't make as much money. But you know what? They're not making any money if there's no baseball being played. Right. If baseball starts being played, they're going to make money. Right? I love that deferral. I I sat around all weekend every moment I had to watch soccer. You know why? One, because I love soccer. But two, because it was on and it was live. It was live sports that I got to turn on and watch.
0: But no, I was going to say, I I like the deferral option because – I think you're going to, I talked about it, you know, probably a couple months ago, just to say, like, once it's free to go back for fans, people are going to be willing to spend the money because they missed it so much. They're going to be able to make the money up really quickly. Defer a little bit because, again, we're talking about it. Their contracts. And, and, again, as we talked about in the last
1: episode, MLB just signed a billion dollar deal with, Turner's, with Turner Broadcasting. The money is there. The money will be there. Yes, the Kansas City Royals don't don't sell out but you know what they still got high priced players on their team so they're yeah. still doing all right and there's there's revenue sharing in the major league base in major league baseball so if you don't have as much money the richer teams give you money
0: yeah you know what uh, from what, what I, I read uh, I read today that Tampa Bay headed down to Fort Myers to start, let's
1: start like what the hell let's just start playing baseball again we said this I don't know how many damn pods ago less than 20 I can assure you but we said <laughs> the whoever gets there first is going to get our attention if you start playing sports we as a world are going to watch golf started people watched NASCAR kept doing it people are watching NASCAR MMA is going on folks are watching now people are watching soccer you know what they're not watching baseball because these idiots can't get it together yeah you know it, I just I'm I'm I mean, what do what we talk about here like what what at the end of the day, what it shows you is these owners don't necessarily care about baseball. They've got other interests for the most part at hand. This is a this is an opportunity for them to kind of stick stick their you know their feet in the ground and say I'm not I'm not I'm not budging off this. And now this isn't going to be the end of it because Manfred's oh. now got to figure out whose side of the agreement makes the most sense, and they're still going to be you know whatever it's. It's Good for them, them for doing this, but it's not—it's not over. Nope. All right, All right. Next up. Out of the NBA. The rumor mill is swirling that that teams are going to look to hire Jason Kidd in the future. In an effort to lure the Greek freak to their team when free agency opens, or when he becomes a free agent. I'm sorry, when he becomes a free agent, which I think is in a year. I think he's up in 2021, so maybe a year. Yep. Yeah. Um, thoughts on that, D?
0: Why do they think that Jason Kidd would be the one that would pull him to go to that team? I mean, I think we see if you got the right players. I don't know how much a coach really matters. I mean, in the NBA, I mean, the only thing that it matters for is maybe to keep the guys from killing each other. But like,
1: yeah, let me ask you a question. Yeah who's the coach of the lakers right now don't know right they're the number one team in the nba or yeah, to, the, to the to the bucks they got the best sure, player in you, the world probably the third or fourth best player in the world you don't even know who the coach is
0: i mean i, I bet know you who he the, is
1: like, i can't think of his name but
0: like i was gonna say once i hear it i bet you i'm like oh yeah that makes sense but of
1: course because there's only you know nba just keeps you know retreading the same coaches also right. how'd that work out for washington Right? Because if you remember correctly, when Durant was coming up on free agency, the Wizards went out and they picked up the old OKC coach because that was going to bring him to D.C.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Scott.
1: Wow. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Yep. You know what? Yeah. You, know, you know why? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Do I think coaches have, have an impact? Sure. Certain coaches. Frank Vogel. There he go. Frank is. Vogel. He used to coach the Pacers. Yeah, he did coach the Pacers. Yeah. Yeah. He's the coach of the Lakers right now. Do you, do you think that that the, the Lakers – I mean, the Lakers couldn't even decide on who to have a coach. They couldn't even come to an agreement. Like, it doesn't matter. And, and not to mention, OKC, to try and keep their guys, went out and brought Billy Donovan out of college and then saw Durant leave, and now Westbrook is gone. So, like, cool story. Like, do I think people like Doc Rivers have an impact? Yeah, I think he's a guy that, that – that, uh, players can rally around. But, like, I mean, there's not a whole lot of them out there. Phil Jackson was one of those guys. There's not a lot of coaches that are going to inspire players to leave an organization. What's going to inspire them to leave an organization is the players that you already have or that you are getting. Right. You know? Uh, yeah, I, I mean. It wasn't I Eric Spolstra that sold LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Bosch going to Miami, it was Pat Riley. Let's be real. And yes,
0: Volker is the coach, and he is a very good coach. But it's I mean, not reality that did that work. He coached the Bucs already once until two thousand seventeen. Who? Kid. I know he did. Right. I know that's the whole point is that he
1: coached them. Nets and Bucks. Did he get run out? Didn't he get run out? They didn't like him. Yeah. I, listen, it's one of those crazy things that people are like, you know, we need to hire somebody who's gonna who who's gonna bring in the players. No, the you know what's going to bring in the players, salary cap space, and players already on your roster, and draft picks, and things that are worth assets. You need assets. If you don't have it, people aren't sticking
0: around. He was 183 and 190 in his coaching career. That doesn't sound like someone. I mean, yes, I get it. He he. It was the Nets and the Bucks before they became the number one seed. Mm-hmm. But still, like, you didn't do anything well, like, with those with those teams.
1: And I don't even – like, I don't even care about the win-loss. Right? Like, because you might get your first head coach and get a shitty team and get stuck with a bad – you know, like, <sighs> here's the thing. Prior to a couple of years ago, Brad Stevens probably had a losing record. And everybody seems to think that he's a pretty good coach. Yeah. Right? I think it's about the organization. It's And, and again, you know, and, and, I'll, and I'll pass on that again going back to the Lakers. People want to go play in L.A. because it's L.A. Mm-hmm. But, like, Giannis is going to go where – the best opportunity for him to win is because by that point he'll already have one or two MVPs he's going to have a couple of deep runs in the playoffs the only thing he's going to be missing out on is a championship and if he doesn't want it he'll probably stay with the Bucs because that's easy they can offer him the most money right but my guess is he's going to go to wherever he thinks he has the best shot to win a championship right and there's going to be a whole bunch of places that are going to be able to find money for him you know yep so good luck Good luck with bringing Jason Kidd into whatever team. And watch how that fails spectacularly. And again, I mean, I use, I use Washington as a perfect example. You go out you hire the coach, you think that that's going to be the thing that puts you over the edge. And don't get me wrong, they had John Wall, they had Beal, and, and, you know, but again, at the end of the day, you know, Durant went with the, the Warriors and they were a pretty good team at the time. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of the Wizards, and I'm going to just say this, like, bad on me, I didn't even get the guy's first name because I was just so so excited to talk about it. But my man Bertrands, do you have his first name? Don't, don't, even, don't even look it up. I don't even want to look it up. All right. My man Bertrands, who is having a career year for the Wizards, has said, has come out and said, when the NBA starts, I'm not, I'm not going out. I'm not playing. I'm done. Now, the reason is he's had a couple of knee injuries. He's having a career year, and he doesn't want an eight-game session, an injury to pop up to mess up his chance to get paid. What are your thoughts?
0: They're not going to make the playoffs with him, without him. So that's my thought. I mean, the Wizards already said they support him in making that decision. Right. I mean, what are they going to say? I mean, he has the right. He, he, You know, he doesn't feel comfortable, and it's. He, look, we talked about it before. He could lose a lot of money if he gets hurt. Right. Right. And then have to sit out a year and hope he gets re signed. I mean, he had he was gonna be considered for one of the most improved players of the year this year. Mm-hmm. And you know, that that gets you a lot of money.
1: Right. And again, this is your this is your this is your one chance, right? This is your one chance to grab a three, four, five year deal, ten plus million dollars a year, set your family, generational wealth, right? Everybody's set for life. Yep. You go down with like some freak injury and you got to take some serious time off. Cause again, remember this isn't, you know, you get hurt at the end of the season, you get three or four months to rehab. This is you get hurt at the end of the season and the season starts up and again in a month. Right. And so yep. you're going to miss out on the opportunity to get absolutely paid. Right. And now you got to what, sit out maybe a whole year, settle for a one year, make it, make it or break it deal. Nah, man, get paid, go get paid.
0: Yeah. At this point, I mean, we can see how owners don't really care. Well, and, and I don't want to I,
1: – you're right. For the most part, they don't. And I don't want to make it sound like nobody cares about anybody. But I think in this case, it's one of those things where you can't fault the player for seeing the bigger picture. Like you said, the Wizards are coming at this with next to no chance of making the playoffs. They got to win out. They got to win every game. Yep. John Wall isn't playing. You're basically asking Bradley Beal to carry you guys in, in an almost impossible situation. And so – yeah, just say you know what, you know, and again, kudos to the Wizards for saying you know we support you because if they want to bring him back, you know, good on them because that way they can resign him, you know, and again, well, good
0: on him because he's going to get the most money from that. And then if they make, if they don't make the playoffs, they're still considered a lottery team and they still have a shot at the lottery. Right. So yeah, let's not make the playoffs work. Even if they make it, are they going to make a big run? Like, I, I, I <laughs> no, it's Well, no, let's say
1: yeah. It just – it just. at the end of the day, these are those things where everybody – and, again, like, we've talked on this show plenty of times of how we want sports back. We want, we want them back. We want them playing. But this is one of those situations where I totally get it. Hold on.
0: So there's another situation out there. Trevor Ariza of the Portland Trailblazers is about to make that roster look even worse than we already talked about. <laughs> Which is bad because did I pick them to make the playoffs? Uh, you ended up – not making that decision, he okay. went with uh, with uh, New Orleans. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. All right. We're good. New Orleans. Good
1: man, Trevor Ariza. Good man.
0: Yeah. So Trevor Ariza, um, his reason is a little bit different. He's in a custody battle with his ex um, for their twelve-year-old son, and he hasn't seen them, seen him during this whole COVID situation, and he's been given a one-month visitation right to see him for the whole month of July. Um, and he just decided that he is going to take that. Yeah, um take that. I mean, family man. It's important. You, and again, you Trevor Reese has
1: made his bag. He's made his money.
0: And yeah, he is going to lose between one million and one point eight million dollars in salary. I mean, that based guy's on gonna, whether they play make the playoffs.
1: That guy's made money, so like right. And again, would I rather spend? Thirty days with my kids, or eight games in a bubble
0: in Disney, where we don't get to make the playoffs. So I do want to say I I want to correct correct myself because I don't know the month that he's going to have the visitation rights. Because if we do the we do the one month, if they're not even report, I know they're starting the season, so they're reporting July first. Never mind. Either
1: either way, I mean, if he if he he's going to miss training
0: camp, yeah. You
1: know, they're not gonna take him and even if he does, you know, again, does he wanna does he wanna come back halfway through it all and no this will be with kid.
0: This will at least allow Portland to sign someone if they want to, to right. maybe get a chance to come up from the uh the lower league or even a free agent, like Isaiah Thomas.
1: Your boy, that's your boy. All right. Let's talk about somebody actually getting paid. Money. Dak Prescott has signed it, his franchise tag tender 31 plus million dollars for next year
0: so you're you're a money guy you usually you're big with contracts and all this (laughs) i read something that they didn't explain why but this is the he's gonna become the highest ever paid player even if it's only for one year but isn't the Franchise tag, the top five salaries, divided, averaged and divided? So I think the
1: only way that you can explain it is in actual salary numbers, right? So if someone signs a $200 million contract over five years and you say, well, okay, that's $40 million a year. Yep. In, the, in, in Major League Baseball, it's $40 million a year. In the NFL – they get a big old bonus check yep. right at the beginning. So, you know, you know, I don't, and I don't have anybody's contract in front of me, but saying that $200 million, they guarantee $80 million. Yep. So you're going to, and, and then they're going to say with, you know, a signing bonus of $60 million. So $60 million comes out right away. So now it's only really a five-year deal or, yeah, a five-year deal at $140, which isn't $40 million a year. So he's right. going to make the most. It sounds like the most salary salary
0: money yeah. ever in one year. Well, I'll tell you what. That's crazy. <laughs> and you know what? I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and shit on Dak Prescott. Don't. Like, good on him. He's gonna make thirty million dollars this year. He's got the weapons. Yes, if. He, he might end up getting to sign an even bigger deal if he takes advantage of this year. Well, and so here's out there. If he goes out there, wins the MVP and has a huge year with Cooper and lamb and, um, Elliot and the, uh, the Gallup. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, he has the weapons. There's no reason why Dallas shouldn't be good.
1: He he doesn't even have to have an MVP season. All he has to do is, is be really good. Yep. And they're going to have to sign him to an extension where thirty one point five per year is just the starting conversation, right? And again, Dallas is is no fool. They're going to pay folks. Like they're going to keep the team together. They can't. They don't have anywhere else to go with the quarterback. Plus, they just they just hired Mike McCarthy. I don't think they're going to they're going to change up the quarterback in year two of, of his of his of his tenure. And and one and so good on Dak for 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 doing this. I hope he goes out and he has a good year. He does, yep. again. He has MVP money is going to be off the chains yep but even if he just has a really good season and he takes him to the playoffs he's gonna get paid and
0: here's he, the crazy thing if, oh, if they don't go to the playoffs this year All right. with this roster and when I say don't go I mean if they don't if they're not fighting for a, a buy that's a failure I'm sorry like, well I mean there's four wins they should have automatically in the division with the Giants and the Redskins Giants Redskins right And they should be able to at worse split with Philly, home and home, right? And so here's the thing.
1: Here's the thing I read is he – the big thing is that he doesn't want – in talks about a long-term deal, and he doesn't want to sign a five-year deal. He wants a four-year deal because his feeling is there's two tags that loom after that deal that he signed. And if he were to get tagged twice after that deal, he'd be somewhere in the area of like 34, 35 years old. And so he wants to be able to just be in his early 30s so he can yeah. get a big-time contract. So good on him for doing this franchise. I hope he has a good year and he gets paid. And,
0: you know. I, <laughs> I hope, you know, he loses in an NFC Championship game to the Packers and, you know, he had a good year.
1: I respect that. Yeah, let him have an <laughs> MVP-type season and lose to the Packers in the NFC Championship. I like again, it. Like I do. I think that the quarterback salaries in in and and the NFL are kind of out of control. Yeah, I think they 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 kind of they 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 strap these teams a lot of times. Um, but good on these these folks for going out and getting paid because it is a quarterback league and those folks are getting paid. All right, we're gonna stay in the NFL. Your boy, like you're your boy, your boy. Yeah, Brett Favre on a radio show earlier said that Colin Kaepernick, that when this is all said and done, when the dust settles, he will be a hero on the level of Pat Tillman. Um, uh, with regards to the NFL and with, with, with what his name means in, in kind of in the world, in the community.
0: Give me your thoughts on that. So at first I was like, that's deep. Like Pat Tillman went out, he, you know, went to war to fight for his country was killed. Like that's, 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 that's a crazy comparison. Like, Mm -hmm. but I'm trying to tread thin, like tread here because I'm not taking away from what Tillman did. He, he did what he believed was right. And it, it, it cost him the ultimate sacrifice, his life. I think that in a different way, Kaepernick is going to be considered a hero. I agree with it. I mean, this it, it, he tried to do that. – what is happening in 2020 should have happened – okay, like in the 1800s, let's be honest. But, like, it should have happened four years ago when he started really bringing the attention yeah. to it. Like, he got blackballed. He got laughed out of the league. He got – basically, he's considered – you know, a communist. He, you know, they say he sports Castro and he's basically been made to look into a piece of shit human when he's not. Right. And he had to go through a lot. You look at Jack, Jackie Robinson going through being, you know, the first baseball player, the black, first black baseball player and all the stuff he had to go through. That's considered being a hero because he had to, he had to get through it. And I think if Kaepernick can keep fighting and, just keep standing up for it. I think, I think Brett is right here.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, the, the point that he made was that they were both willing to, to sacrifice their careers for something bigger. Right. And, the, and the, thing that, the, the thing that came to mind when I was thinking about this was that they, it is different situations. Yeah. Um, but they are similar in the sense that they felt that there was something bigger than the game of football, right? And I think for a, for a lot of people in this country, Sports is this massive thing that that consumes their life, and at the end of the day, it is just a game, right? And again, f- these folks get paid a lot of money to do it, and they um, put their body I take, and I'm not taking anything away from what they do. Like this is not about them. This is about the people that 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 watch on TV, that show up to these stadiums, that act a fool, that burn jerseys, that riot in the streets after Super Bowls. Um, what these two guys did was say, playing football is great. What's greater is my responsibility to humanity, right? And so Pat Tillman says, "I'm going to go fight for my country after September 11." Yep, and he's killed, and he's a hero, right? Colin Kaepernick says, "You know, I think we need to bring attention to the way that that people of color are treated in this country." We need to pay attention to the Black Lives Matter. And he takes a knee and people lose their mind, right? The crazy thing is, and I, and I know we both know this, neither of them set out to be a hero. Neither of them will ever consider themselves a hero. That's not what they do these things for. They do this because it is bigger than a game, right? What we, yeah. like you said, what we're seeing now Colin Kaepernick quietly tried to tell people four years ago, y'all got to pay attention to this because it's out of bounds. And it literally took a pandemic where everybody was stuck at home on their phones, paying attention day in and day out, for this to actually finally to catch fire. You know? Um, And so, I mean, I think think pretty impressive words said by Favre. Um, Yeah, you said deep. uh, Favre's not one to go deep in my opinion, unless he's chucking a football. Um, But, I mean, yeah, they'll they'll both be considered heroes at the end of this for
0: different reasons,
1: but at the same time, it was because there was something that they felt was bigger than than the game, and that's all that really matters.
0: I'm not going to lie. I was actually kind of shocked by his statement. Like, just didn't see him being the one that would step up and be like, yes, this is important. He should have done it, and he should be considered a hero if, you know, when this all is – when the dust is settled. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I love it. I mean, I'm so, I'm, I just want to say that. Like, I love that he said that because I think we need more people recognizing the fact that what Colin Kaepernick did and has continued to do, like, he hasn't stopped his commitment to this. He's not on the stage of a football field anymore because whatever reason – according to some people on my timeline, it's because he's a bad quarterback. Um, I don't think that's the case, but that's neither here nor there. He hasn't stopped fighting that fight. And again, because he hasn't stopped fighting his that fight, someone like Roger Goodell just basically came out and said, yeah, we were wrong. Right. And so... Hasn't, hasn't said him by name yet, but... No, he probably won't because he's a punk. Yeah. He's a straight punk. All right. And finally... We're going to finish tonight on what happened in NASCAR this weekend. Uh, You're already shaking your head. (laughs) I'm already already, like, you know, I read it over the weekend. I was literally sitting on on the couch. And I like, you know, scrolling Twitter. Hey, Katie, look, there's a noose found in Bubba Wallace's garage at the NASCAR race. Yes, folks, this weekend at Talladega, one of the most revered, racing spots in the country now i'm not a nascar guy so i don't i don't know what you would call it but it's a big deal i think it's in the ballad of ricky bobby but that's you know that's you know, <laughs> what it is shake and bake uh, it, Bubba waltz who is a a, a a black man person of color driver nascar driver who uh came out with the black lives matter shirt you know has been been very vocal about it. NASCAR has responded in, in a positive way, banning all the Confederate flags. We've talked about in, in previous episodes, um, but there was a new stunt in his garage during the race.
0: What what do you got to say about that, D? The fuck is wrong with people? Yeah, yeah, that's a great that's a great place to start. Like, I mean, so you do that, and then someone rented a plane or had a plane, and they. Flew- they flew the Confederate flag across it. Right. It's because NASCAR says it's over and we don't want it here. It, they're going to have to fight this tooth and nail. Um, there was a great show of solidarity mm-hmm. by the drivers. They pushed Bubba Wallace's car to the start line, yep. which is amazing. I mean, it, they didn't have to do that. They could have just been like, this is wrong. They could have just said it. But, you know, you just hope that the person that did it was not one of the people pushing the car and just right. trying to be right. – And you just hope that, you know, they, and you also hope they weren't just doing it because they thought it was funny. Like, because some people think that's funny, whether they're, you know, it's such, it's such shit that we, I'm sorry. Like, it's the fact that, I mean, right now, you throw this noose on there. You had five black men hanging from trees in the last week. I posted that. I posted something on Facebook where I said, the, cra- the crazy part is that there have been five black men hanging from trees, and that's not more national news. And someone said, wow, way to put more fuel on the fire. Really? That's putting fuel on the fire?
1: People are, people are, people don't want to admit what they know is true, Doc. It, I was, again, scrolling through Twitter this morning, reading about this, and Bomani Jones, who is, 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 is a good read in these times, and oh, a good read overall, but but a good read in these times was kind of pointing out that NASCAR made this, you know, everybody kind of patted them on the back for removing all the Confederate flags and, and you know, saying, oh, this is a great move for them. They got a lot of work to do. If oh, someone was able to get into that garage and hang a noose, then then someone could in it come in and, and physically assault somebody. Someone could have come in and, and, and do something way worse than that. And that's already awful, right? right. We are living in a world where people are feeling white people are feeling as if they're being left out and when white people feel that they're being left out they they need to let everybody know that they're feeling that their feelings have been hurt yeah and they need to get over it real quick um yeah i mean the show of solidarity was great but again i mean nascar's they got work to the folks that are in those stands the folks that are in those those garages there are there are folks that are racist folks and usually you mentioned that like you know could have been a joke or could have been funny. On some level, it doesn't even matter, right? Like, somebody's right. out there no, thinking I, that this, it, is, no. this is something that they, they feel empowered to do. And I'm not, like, saying that what you said is wrong because I think, to some extent, I, I get exactly what you're saying, but, like, someone felt it was their responsibility to hang a noose from a black driver's garage. It is 2020, folks. In this
0: climate, yeah, what's going on right now. Right? And,
1: and so, I mean, there's an F- FBI investigation. Someone's yeah, gonna like, get I
0: mean, caught. It's a hate. Who's going to jail think. on this? I can almost guarantee you, no one's getting caught, unless they have cameras. There's no way they're going to find out, unless some reason there are fingerprints on this noose. Which, let's be honest, if they did it, they probably were wearing gloves. They're, they're not getting. I don't think they're getting caught. They
1: probably weren't wearing a mask. Anyway,
0: but here's, here's the thing. Here. No, before we get off NASCAR, I mean, they also they also went out and they did. Um, they did a a post for Pride, like that's they're they're doing. Stuff. Listen, they're doing work,
1: and it's and again the easy thing to do is talk the talk, right? It is it is something that I am realizing more and more in my in my life. It is really easy to talk the talk. It yeah. is easy to say, get rid of the Confederate flags. It's easy to say, you know, we're we, we're going to do a Pride post. It is awfully tough to say, um, you you're not coming in with that with that shirt on. You. We're not taking it, right? Like, it is, if NASCAR wants to do this right, they're going to have to rewrite the way that they do things, how they interact with the community, what their sponsorships are, who they interact with, who the owners of these comp- of these cars are and these car companies are, right? They're going to have to do that work. That's a lot of work to do. I'm not saying that they're going to do all of it, but, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying what they've done already because they're doing more than, than, than some people are. Yeah. Um, but, again there there's a long road ahead of it right it's not just going to stop with you know a pride post and, and 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 getting rid of the confederate flags though
0: those are important no I, I mean i think it's important because they're at least this nascar is not known for that they're not gonna they're not gonna ruffle their fan base's feathers because they know they're the people that would be like this is ridiculous i just won't watch anymore right. and it's gonna be hard to get new fans after all that. So I, I think it's a huge step for them. And, you know, we've talked about in the last two co- topics, Ka- Kaepernick and NASCAR, talking about Black Lives Matter. You had, a, I think, uh, this weekend, a tweet about what the soccer teams over in Europe have been doing. Do you, you want to take a second to tell? Yeah, no,
1: I mean, I think I, I, I just thought it was impressive that. So I think for the first 12 matches, they'll wear black. Every English Premier League team will wear Black Lives Matter on the back of their shirt. Uh, instead, of this, instead of the players' names, they have a Black Lives Matters patch on, their side that will, on the side of the shirt that will stay there for, through, throughout the season. They also have a, a, a patch on their jersey somewhere for all of the first responders. Um, and on top of it, they're taking a knee for the first 15 seconds of every game. And the announcers and the folks doing the pregame are talking about this stuff. That's unheard of in this country. I want to hear Joe Buck and Tony Romo talking about this stuff yeah. when, when football season starts, right? I want to hear the folks doing MLB games talking about this stuff because it's in our lives. It's in our faces. And I, it was just kind of like one of those moments where, you know, so Liverpool played on Sunday at 2 o'clock, and um, Alexander Arnold, who's one of their their young young studs, you know, obviously, he plays for Liverpool, and everybody took a knee, Black Lives Matter, but he also had these these absolutely fresh Under Armour Black Lives Matter cleats on, yep. and the announcers were talking about it and talking, and, like, and again, like, to hear the pregame folks talking about it, because they usually have uh, a black man on, state, on, on the stage with them, and they were talking about the words that he was talking about and the things he was saying, and, like, they're having these real conversations in, on air, in public, being, you know, having to lean into these really difficult conversations and we over here, we got, we got nooses hanging from the black man's garage in NASCAR. Like, and again, I'm not saying that, that these soccer leagues are perfect. I'm not saying that they don't have their own issues that they have to deal with. Right. All I'm saying is that they are hitting it head on. And we are over here where Roger Goodell's afraid to say Colin Kaepernick's name, or at least he won't say it. Or, and I, and, and, and the two weeks since he said it, I haven't heard an owner come out and say that they, they, they stand by what Roger Goodell said, right? And so here we are in the middle of a movement, and you see, again, English Premier League is on, on TV. Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday here in America, Black Lives Matter on the back of the jerseys. I know I'm getting one. I might buy them all. I don't even care. We got nothing over it. I, I can't imagine that's going to happen here. Yeah.
0: I mean, I've I've heard some NFL coaches say that they're going to support and join, but I think you're right. I think it would mean a lot more coming from the owner.
1: Yeah, it would just – it would be really cool to see these leagues that are multi-billion dollar leagues use that power that they have as an advertising and marketing agency and promote – the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Doesn't mean it has to be on everybody's jersey, but there's you could find ways to do it. You could put it in the end zone instead of, instead of your team's name. You could you could put it on the back of the jerseys, right? You could put a, a patch on the helmet. You could do a number of things, right? And I'm not just talking about wearing a warm-up shirt before a basketball game, which yeah. NBA players have done in the past, which has been really good. Yeah, I mean the, the Premier League, every single jersey taking a knee. Before every single game, you blow the whistle to start the game. The first 15 seconds, nobody plays. They just sit there, taking a knee. The entire – refs, players, coaches, everybody. That's awesome. And one person took a knee here for – you know, or a handful of people took a knee four years ago. And, and, and to this day, there are people that think that he's still disrespecting the flag. Like, they don't have a clue what's going on. Correct. All right. I want to finish on a lighter note, but I guess not really a lighter note. But okay. I want to finish with a little bonus, bonus thing for you. Did you hear the news about Ken Griffey Jr.? No. All right, so they did, a, they did like a documentary over the weekend on him. Okay. And for years, he said he would never play for the Yankees. And he right. finally explained why. Ooh. he said oh, he, he was a kid in the dugout. Of Yankees yep. his, dad, his dad was toward the end of his career. He was playing for the Yankees. And he was in the dugout. And a, a Yankees uh, employee or somebody came down and said, uh, no kids are allowed on the field with their, you know, with the players. And so Ken Griffey Jr.'s dad said, hey, son, why don't you go to my locker room? Before you, before you do, why don't you go go out and look at third base? Yeah, why, why do you want me to look at third base? Well, I want to say Greg Nettles or Gary Nettles. I think it's Greg Nettles. Third yeah. base for the Yankees at the time is over there doing ground balls with his kid white dude with his kid taking ground balls, but the black guy can't have his kid in the dugout. So that's why Ken Griffey Jr. said he would never play for the Yankees. That's interesting. I guess it's not really a lighter, no. No. (laughs) But, like, it's just one of those things where, like, I mean, again, 30 years ago, I'm not making any excuses 30 years ago, but, like, I mean, Jesus. It, like, it just – it never stops. It, it's, never stops. it never stops.
0: We, we, we well, have well, well, so far to go in this world. I'm hoping we're, we, we've we hit the gas towards making it stop.
1: Yeah, man. And all I can say is if you hear somebody talking about – if you hear somebody talking ignorant or saying something racist or just saying something that's absolutely wrong, call them out on it, especially if they're white because most of the time they're white. <laughs> Um. And, and just check on your, your friends of color. Make sure they're doing all right. And, and educate
0: yourself because we got a long way to go. Any last things for us, D? I'll bring it on a little bit lighter note. I can yeah. do that. Yes. So, last night, Kate and I started um, a documentary on The Undertaker. Who just retired. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's, it's the last ride. See so, on my
1: wrestling news?
0: CV? I like that. I like that. Five, so it's a five-chapter thing. They're, they're between 50 minutes to an hour and 10 minutes each chapter. Where we just, well, we're about to finish chapter two. And it's just it's giving from when he lost the streak, basically, at WrestleMania to his last match at WrestleMania, which he did not retire. He hinted hard at retirement. Happy so he didn't retire. The, the words have not come out of his mouth, but they, they, he's hint, he hinted strongly at it during that. Okay. Um, cause he did say the one thing he wanted to do before he retired was wrestle AJ styles. And he did that this past WrestleMania okay. in front of the no one. So if you get Five a chance, if yeah, sports. if you're, if you're into, if you're into wrestling and you liked the undertaker and you followed him, I, it, it's worth it just to see what these people put their bodies through for a fake sport.
1: Yeah. Spot on. All right, y'all episode 20 in the books. We'll be back later this week. Yeah, let's do it. Do your thing, y'all. Be good.